Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, April 20th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Adelia Jr. And joining me is Tim Ma fucking Gettys. Blaze up, baby. 420. Today, we're going to call you Blazing, not Blessing, okay? 69. Oh, Blazing. Nice. What are we this house you? is celebrating big. We got green everywhere. The eye can see, oh, baby. Oh, right. I, I, just, I just realized what you did there. Yeah, yeah. That's hot, I'm man. Thinking if green I... today. You know? If I'm blazing, what are you calling you? Are you Tim getting Tim getting high? Sure. Getting, Tim, get, Tim I, getting know, up there. <laughs> getting up there. That's it. Getting up. Okay. Okay. Tim getting. No. no Tim, I don't know. No. Somebody like help me, please. Give me something better. Tim, than how are you? How are you celebrating this holiday? Um, I'm celebrating the only way I know how. Um, oh yeah. I hope and Cool Greg has a good day. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's just let's see how that goes. Yeah, I, I do not partake in the in the the reefer. <laughs> you don't. You don't partake no. in, in the devil's the devil's in lettuce. The devil's yeah, lettuce. I was gonna say juice. That's that's definitely <laughs> not what it, that's how uninformed <laughs> I am in this world. In this world, mm-hmm. I'm not against it. I'm just not for it. Oh, yeah. you know I mean? Of course, legalize it. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. get out there, Tim. How, you, how, how was your weekend? My weekend was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Blazing. what'd you do? Let me tell you that. Um, yesterday we did this really cool thing. Uh, there's a member of the community, the nanobiologist. You probably know him on this show as yeah. an integral part of the show, uh, getting the your wrongs in every day. Um, he had a really cool idea to do a day at Disneyland where he would use the game Disneyland Adventures on the Xbox, where it has a one-for-one recreation of the map of Disneyland. And it's kind of like um in Super Mario 64, where there's Peach's Castles, like the hub world. And then you mm-hmm. have to jump into the paintings to get into the levels. But oh. Disneyland is the hub world. And when you get to the rides, then there's like mini games. But instead of playing the shitty ass mini games that are in the game, when we got to the rides, he would switch over to YouTube point of view videos of the actual rides at Disneyland. Oh, so we that's did a really thing cool. where um, it was me, Josh Silver- Silverman from the Constantly Calibrating Guys, Belinda Garcia, um, Alyssa. And um, and nanobiologist himself, Mick, uh, and we spent the like three hours doing a stream, doing all the rides at Disneyland, watching a bunch of shows and stuff, and just kind of hanging out and pretending we were at Disneyland. And it was super rad. It was super fun. I'm actually gonna get it posted on the kind of funny games YouTube channel in the next couple days, so if people want to check that Dude, out. That's awesome. It was a pretty cool. Yeah. It was a cool idea, and it actually was executed really well. I'm proud of him, man. He did a good job. Yeah, I was I was pretty surprised. I tuned in for like a good. I'd say five minutes just to see how it looked and what, and what was going on. And when I tuned in, I was surprised by how one everything was like very HD. Um, but then also like the I, <laughs> not I saw in the one, one we're gonna post. It's definitely like recorded oh, no, Twitch quality. But hey, what gotcha. Do you but yeah, like the point of view of I don't know which ride it was. I think it was like a newish ride, like a ride that I don't even think is out yet. Um, oh, the Mickey Railroad thing. Yeah, it was like a yeah, lot of like a couple fun. Fun. There was some fun surprises in there. Yeah, but tuning into that, I was like, "Oh snap, that looks really cool." Mm-hmm. But today, we're not talking about Disney. Today, we're talking mm-hmm. about a new Cyberpunk Xbox bots driving Switch shortages and more. Because this is kind of funny games daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live, right here on Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com/slash You're Wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show and now it's time for some housekeeping thursday night 
at 7 p.m. Pacific time, we're having a social event of the season, Grimecraft's kind of funny Animal Crossing rave. That's right, Grimecraft will be DJing a set in Animal Crossing for the kind of funny best friends. You can watch live and catch Greg interviewing Grimey after the show on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. But even better, you can come to the concert in Animal Crossing. Keep an eye on Kind of Funny's Twitter Thursday afternoon, and you can find out how to visit uh, Grimecraft's island and get the exclusive in-game t-shirt, just like a real concert. You know, you go to a concert, you can get like the 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 T-shirt for the band. You can do that, but but in Animal Crossing, a novel wow. new idea. Wow! Thank you to our Patreon producers, Muhammad Muhammad, Al Tribesman, and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Brooklyn and ExpressVPN. But I'll talk about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for news. We have five items today. Bakers. Starting with number one, the Cyberpunk 2077 Limited Edition Xbox One has finally been unveiled. I'm pulling this from Will Tuttle at Xbox Wire, and this is a thing that's been uh, rumored, but also, like, I think there there has been images floating around. Yeah, Yeah, it kind of leaked over the last few days, uh, but it's finally been unveiled this morning. Uh, I'm pulling, this is from Xbox Wire, they write, Fusing deep, multifaceted role-playing features with riveting action gameplay, Cyberpunk 2077 is a futuristic action adventure from CD Projekt Red, the creators of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. While we wait in in anticipation for the game's release in September, today we're excited to announce a suite of custom Cyberpunk 2077 hardware, including the Xbox One X Cyberpunk 2077 Limited Edition Bundle, which will be coming in June 2020, and the Xbox Wireless Controller Cyberpunk 2077 Limited Edition, which is available today for $74.99 US dollars at mm. select retailers, including Microsoft Store near you and online. Featuring a cybernetic design, glowing elements, bright panels, and color shift effects, the Xbox One X Cyberpunk 2077 Limited Edition console captures the vibrant grit and technical enhancements of Night City uh, and includes a one terabyte hard drive in addition to a full digital download of Cyberpunk 2077 available when the game releases on September 17th, 2020. Mm, interesting. And the Xbox wireless controller, Cyberpunk 2077 Limited Edition. We'll be unveiling other surprises that come packed with this bundle soon. Be sure to keep an eye out for future details as this will be the final Xbox One X Limited Edition console ever to be released. And only 45,000 units will be available in select markets. Tim, we have a picture of the the controller, but yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff here. What's your first reaction to all of it? Uh, my first reaction is I don't love the design of either the controller or the console, and especially not together. Uh, too many colors for my type of taste. Um, I'm sure that people are thrilled about it, though, because this does look like an aesthetic that um, I know is, is fairly popular with people. Um, what I think is more interesting is a lot of the the details surrounding this. Us not knowing yeah. the price, it coming yep. out in June, months before the game comes out, it coming with the game. So this is essentially a pre-order. Um, and them saying that there's going to be other future surprises involved in this this bundle. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that means. It's probably nothing huge or you know groundbreaking um but the them talking about forty five thousand, but it ta- it being the last xbox one x limited edition console to be to ever be released it's surprising they would announce something like that that seems yeah. like like news that we don't need to know the details of so to me that says that there's a bigger th- thing happening and it, it kind of implies that at least to me that that maybe xbox one x is shorter for this world than we might have 
assumed before. Yes. So I I, I want to actually go in that direction. I pulled a tweet from Daniel Ahmad who tweeted, uh, I think it was it was a few days ago that he tweeted this, but coming off of the leaks and rumors of this limited edition bundle, uh, Daniel Ahmad at ZugeEX on Twitter, who is like an insider and, and has like a lot of like he's 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 part of the the Nibles and the Wario 64s. He he's mm-hmm. specifically though his, we need his, to come like up a, with a name for these motherfuckers. Yeah. We you do know. like the 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 gaming squad or something like that. Mm-hmm. We'll fi- we'll figure it out. We'll workshop that. But he tweets, "Interesting that it launches in June when the game comes out in September. Maybe I'm reading into it too much, but perhaps it could be a sign that one X production will be limited after June in favor of retooling all existing production lines to hit max capa- max capacity on Series X." Somebody then replies to him saying, there's also the lowering of Xbox One X's price, or at least huge discounts on Xbox One X, so you're probably not reading too much into it. Daniel then replies to that, saying, absolutely, One X has been on offer for, for $299, uh, something Microsoft wouldn't do if there were supply issues. Seems to me the plan is to sell through all Xbox One X stock and then discontinue it before the Series X launch. Perhaps that's where Lockhart comes into, and Lockhart, of course, being the, the rumored um, second edition console. Or not second edition console, but the the second console that's supposed to, yeah second SKU the console that would launch from Xbox alongside the Series X. Um, Tim, how does all that strike you? Because I'm I'm inclined to to like I think there are, I think there are points being made here. I think there are actually good points being made here, and and, and stuff that when when we look at at what the Lockhart would be right a cheaper a cheaper version of the Xbox Series X, something to come out that might be. It might be digital only, or it might just have um, lower specs, but something that will be able to come out and be able to to be cheaper than Xbox One X, pro- or not One X, cheaper than Xbox Series X, but then uh, likely also cheaper than the PS5 exists in that space that the One X is kind of existing in right now. Mm-hmm. I'm inclined to to think he's onto something. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like this, this kind of goes directly against all of the assumptions that that we've been making over the last year um, that the Xbox One X was still going to live in this ecosystem, kind of as a lower end option, even if it was in addition to uh, the Lockhart being, you know, all digital or something even way cheaper than than what we're seeing with the One X. But I can mm-hmm. see, like now with with this information, like it. Every time we see these type of moves being made, it's because things are being phased out. This happens constantly on the Apple side of things with phones when or iPads, you know, or MacBooks, whatever it is, any Apple product, you know that a new one's about to be announced and talked about officially once um, they the it starts getting harder to buy them in stores and the, the current ones, and um, they start doing all these deals and you know. Things like that. So yeah. this this definitely like is very telling of what a future could look like. And I can imagine them at the very least getting rid of the Xbox One X as a brand. And maybe this this is the the final Xbox One X getting a limited edition thing, but they could take the parts of this and finagle it into being a Xbox series whatever. You know? So mm. I imagine that at the end of the day, we're gonna have xbox series x and then multiple other ones i think that by the end of the generation there will be at least three if not four series that we come across mm-hmm. by the end of the of next generation yes yeah. yeah yeah and it's like i don't know like i i i it's it's interesting that they'd be ending the xbox one x production entirely um mm-hmm. just because that doesn't seem like it was 
it doesn't seem in line with well one like like you said earlier right how we've been thinking about yeah what the lead up and what like the 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 mission statement and vision is for xbox you know with xbox series x uh not necessarily being a a whole new generation even though even though it pretty much is but then but also like xbox being a family of of systems right xbox being an ecosystem with the boxes there just to get you into the ecosystem as opposed to like the mission being mainly just to sell the boxes right like it it's it's interesting we have the backwards compatibility conversation right of like Mm -hmm. yeah all your games that you're buying on xbox one uh or well when we have the conversation of that for the next couple years or for the early years of the xbox series x and those games are going to be at least the first part of games aren't going to be exclusive to series x right like yeah. they're they're, ma- they're ma- making games cross-gen halo infinite is going to work on one x but then also is going to work on series x uh you imagine the same for hellblade you imagine the same for the big early uh microsoft games so then why would like that i feel like that then conflicts with them eliminating the 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 one x but at the same time maybe eliminating it is the way that they they, they encourage people to to jump forward yeah man it's this is I, I love this generation right now because it's like we're just in unforeseen territory like we've never seen this type of of situation before where there's just moves being made and things being talked about in a way that we just aren't familiar with like them saying this is the the final limited edition thing and it coming with a game that's three months four months away from it it's cool i, I kind of yeah. like that like that's it's it's very uh forward thinking of, of xbox and, and that's you know kind of in line with how they've been the last you know while under uh spencer's lead so yeah it's it's interesting stuff i actually want to go back to uh uh daniel amad's twitter I, I didn't see this in the rest of the the kind of funny uh, games daily doc but i noticed mm-hmm. a couple of days ago he tweeted um something that that was pretty interesting he said uh with e3 canceled a lot of the planned reveals announcements have been moved out of that single week some are now yeah. much earlier some much later some still during e3 week of course Mm-hmm. Um, the first proper next gen console slash games showcase is much earlier too. He of course got a lot of people talking about this and news articles and stuff being written. Um, so he ev- eventually replied to himself and said, "This is the one time I'll actually add a caveat for the last sentence in this case. As we're living through an unprecedented situation, this is the one time where external forces such as COVID nineteen could actually change plans right at the last minute. But we'll see." So mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this a lot of like. Hey man, it's it's April twentieth, man. Like it's the anything can happen. It's the end of April, and we don't know the E three plans. We know E three is not happening. We don't know E three week plans, but we do know that multiple of the big dogs have said they're doing digital showcases of some yep. form. When are we going to hear about? Them? You know, and I feel like at some point uh, the the situation going on right now is going to trump all of that and i i we, we've talked about this mm-hmm. a lot of like why would people make announcements for things that they have no idea if they're going to be able to stick to yeah you know so like for there's sure. no like, rush to announce things right now <laughs> this is definitely the worst the worst year for there to be like a console console release right where mm-hmm. there's just there's there are so many things to announce but now everything's kind of up in the air um but i mean we saw there's a bloomberg article that came out last week where they noted that the PS5 controller that announcement was rushed because because of COVID nineteen and because of uh, them having to get controllers to developers right and 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 Sony being like all right well if the controllers are already on the wild we should at least control the message and do that totally. do that ourselves Super um, yeah and so like I wouldn't be <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if we see other announcements 
rushed or postponed. I mean, it's it's the same as Daniel Ma's tweet, right? Like we're gonna see announce- announcements come earlier, announcements come later, and you know it. Th- things are things are gonna change, and companies are gonna adapt to to what's going on. But yeah, I'm curious to see like what that means for the PlayStation reveal event along with the Xbox reveal event. See, like I mean, Daniel Ma is, is saying they're gonna be, they're gonna happen earlier, like or at least at how- least some one of them, some of them, whatever. Yeah. But like, what does that mean? Like, how like how early are we talking? Are we talking like a week before E three? I mean, even that would be early, right? At this point, that's weeks away, right? Think about it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like we we are now at the point where we are a month and a half away from E three, so it's like by next week we're a month and a week. Like then we're getting into like the territory of like there's not much earlier you can go. Selfishly, I would really just want to. I want to see something. Like I want to see some announcements and and some new stuff for us to talk about. Like, I feel like it'd be real nice to have that right now. And even Mm -hmm. if a lot of the stuff changes, like just let us know, like what, what are we, what do we have to look forward to, you know? But again, I feel like that is very selfish and um, I can understand the issues with that because while there are people that can handle that changes, there are a lot of people that can't handle changes. Yeah, so. there's so many factors playing. There's another there's another tweet from a Daniel Mod. So this is the Daniel Mod episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. But there's a tweet that he put out that contextualizes a lot of what we've been talking about over the last couple of months as far as what the factors are that have been playing into uh, game delays and, and, and how the games industry games industry has been functioning. And he kind of divided it up into three three factors, right? There is, and I'm going to have to spit this off the top because I, I don't have the tweet in front of me, but he was essentially talking about the logistic factors being things like um, like printing discs, right? Like that's a logistic factor that that's the reason why Last of Us uh, 2 got, de- or, yeah, Last of Us 2 got delayed, right? Because of, beca- because of one, physical sales, but then also like printing discs and stuff like that, right? That's a factor. There's also the work from home factor. A lot of companies aren't ready to work from home or weren't ready to work from home when mm-hmm. this thing hit. And so setting up that infrastructure infrastructure is going to cost things to get delayed. Uh, and I believe that was like a factor in um in I forget which MMO it was. It was an MMO we talked about like last week that saw some delays. It might have been like Final Fantasy 14 or something. Um, but you know, work from home is a factor. But then there's also administrative factors, and that's where uh the zero comes in which is the japanese esrb essentially right like that's an administrative factor that that plays a factor into things shifting you know and there's mm-hmm. so many things shifting and moving right now that we can't really predict totally. how things are going to land like everything's up in the air in a way that you know we just got to <clears throat> we just got to sit and see you know yeah. where everything lands before we move on i do want to say uh that everyone should follow daniel on twitter he has awesome sure. insight into the industry uh it is chuge ex which is at z-h-u-g-e-e-x but it's pronounced chuge chuge that's interesting yeah. i see i always yeah. pronounce it zuge but that's it's not it's not he corrected no. me one time awesome well awesome story number two reseller bots are driving switch shortages i'm playing this from matt perslow at ign who writes the current shortage of nintendo switch consoles is being exploited and exacerbated by a number of resellers who are using auto buying bots to quickly buy up new stock and then sell it on uh, sell it on for hundreds of dollars or more than recommended retail prices 
Motherboard recently published an investigation into the situation in which they discovered BirdBot, an open source tool that is being used to target online stores that have had new Nintendo Switch stock and quickly automatically purchase them before, before most other people have had a chance to notice new consoles are available. Motherboard reports that a Discord channel used by people uh, buying and reselling Switches using BirdBot featured conversations about buying consoles in bulk, not just one-offs. In addition to online stores, people are also using tools like BrickSeek, which identify local physical stores with Switch stock, which they then buy uh, to resell. Nintendo has stated that more Switch stock is coming soon, but this report suggests that resellers will use that that to their advantage. And so, bu- and so buying consoles from retail may not be as easy as it otherwise has been. Quote, honestly, I can't wait till the mass restock, end quote, said one user in BirdBot Discord, reports Motherboard. Tim, that sucks. <laughs> people people suck, man. It's like, yeah, man. You know, especially during these times, it's like, let other people have some joy, have some fun in their goddamn lives, you know? Yeah, this is almost, this is, I mean, it's not as bad, but it's long, along the lines of the hand sanitizer, dude. Like, the, there was a story that, that was floating yeah. around earlier about a dude who bought up a bunch of hand sanitizer to try and profit off of it, but then couldn't sell it, like, couldn't figure out how to sell a garage full of hand sanitizer. Um, yeah. That is obviously worse than what this situation is because that's more of a health, like that's an actual, like, you know, you're messing with people's livelihoods. But this still sucks. Don't be that person. Um, we got a question in from Jamie S. who writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can, and says, Happy Monday, Blessing and Tim. With recent articles reporting that the current switch shortage is largely being caused by resellers buying up available stock using bots, how concerned are you for the potential launch? launch of next-gen consoles this year. Resellers are always somewhat of an issue, but with Sony stating they'll have a reduced number of PS5 units available at launch, could their impact be more than we've seen in in years past? How difficult do you expect it to be to secure a new console pre-order this year? Thanks for rating Jamie S. Everyone's fucked. I mean, like, straight up. If this is happening now with, with Switch stock, a console that's been out, you know, freaking three years... Yeah, whenever a new console comes out, there's excitement around that. If there's already going to be a short supply, an even sh- smaller supply than normal for a big launch, when mm-hmm. there's already typically an issue of getting your hands on a console day one. I know that last gen was the best we've seen so far in video game history, where PS4 and Xbox One did a, a good job of kind of getting them into the hands of people that that wanted them. And I remember even pre-ordering it wasn't that difficult um, that when they announced it, because they put up pre-orders during E3 like when they did their big uh, blowouts for the systems. Hmm. Um, and, you know, that not everyone got one that that wanted to, but I feel like it was way better than anything we've seen in the past. But I think that with everything going on now, there's no way they'll be able to keep up with the demand. There will be less people trying to buy it than than normal because of the situation as well. But I think that the amount of people that, are going to affect it that way are far less than the amount of people that are going to be affected not getting their hands on one that have the means to. Yeah, I think this. So this fall with the console releases for PlayStation specifically, because that's what the Bloomberg report last week was talking about in, in terms of the, the shortages. I think the fact that it's going to be more expensive and a, a detail that Greg mentioned when we talked about it last week is uh, like as far as people with their disposable income, right? Probably people likely likely having less disposable income to work around with this coming fall might balance things out. Like I, I, I can't really predict how um, like scalpers and people with bots are going to, are going to react to the new consoles and how that stuff is going to um, play a role. But I think 
I think things are going to balance themselves out. You know, like there's a there's a reason why Sony is manufacturing less PlayStations, right? One more expensive, and so that's going to weigh on demand. But then also, uh, I think with more of a with with this transition between console generations seemingly being more like not as not as much as a, of a hard cut as console transitions have been in the past. Like, you know, you're going to be able to play probably a, a bulk of launch games that are going to be on PS5 on your PS4, likely. I think with with cases like that, you'll probably have next gen not be as weighed by console sales, but we'll see how available they'll be. We'll see, man. And like, this is the thing. It's like, not to make this a console war situation, but it's like, we don't know where PlayStation's at when it comes to the the cross-gen type situation of mm-hmm. the, the other way of like playing, like are the launch games going to be playable on PS4? I don't know. We don't know that. Yeah. We know that on Xbox. So in addition, when you just start adding up what we know about Xbox, like confirmed with the fact that they're not talking about having shortages, if they come out and have no shortages and people can't get their hands on a PlayStation, but they can get their hands on an Xbox, how many people are going to convert over there be- simply because of that out of that fervor for wanting the new thing? Yeah, just wanting, wanting the, the next this, It could be, and this is dramatic, but it, this could be a shift towards Xbox for people that wouldn't have done that otherwise. And it could be an early lead for Xbox going into the next gen. And that's not something that Sony can't <laughs> overtake eventually. But I feel like this is these are very important times for mm-hmm. both companies and i think that both are going to be totally fine but every decision matters every little choice can be the difference between somebody buying an xbox and sales all of a sudden mattering on xbox hardware mm-hmm. we'll see tim story number three travis scott is preparing his new song in Fortnite. i'm pulling this from joe scrabbles at ign because why not? This is the world we live in now. Travis Scott will premiere a new track inside Fortnite and will become a, a skin in the game as part of the Icon series. Announced in a press release, the track will be, will be premiered in Astronomical, quote, a one-of-a-kind musical journey featuring Travis Scott in the world premiere of a brand new track. Astronomical is an otherworldly experience inspired by Cactus, Cactus Jack's creations built from the ground up in Fortnite, end quote. Alongside the new track, expect a show based around Scott's Astroworld album. Astronomical will be a live show taking place five uh, five times from April 23rd to April 25th uh, to allow as many as many people as possible to see it. Head to the still unrevealed Astronomical area on the Fortnite map half an hour before showtime to ensure you get a place. As of April 21st, Travis Scott will, will also be made a part of Fortnite's icon series, seeing him turn into an in-game skin. Per a press release, you can, quote, get his outfits, emotes, and more starting April 21st. And if you attend any of the Astronomical events, you'll score an Astroworld Cyclone glider and two loading screens for free, end quote. You can earn more, even more gear by completing astronomical challenges, which begin tomorrow. Tim, this is the first. This is the first time in probably like half a year to a year uh, that I've been like, "All right, you got me, Fortnite. I'm going to." I'm going into Fortnite. They're trying to hit from all angles, man, and you, you love to see it. Now, now here's my thing. I, this picture that is being used. Mm-hmm. What is it? I'm a little confused. What I'm looking at because he looks like an action figure. Oh, I have no idea. I, I, yeah, I have no idea because I know what picture you're talking about. Um, I imagine that's just Where's a Travis Scott thing. I can't believe it. It's, 
if you go to IGN's Twitter, it's there. Or if you go into the article, it's probably there too. Anyway, but I can't. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. So I don't this, know. Exactly this is gonna get you in. I'm not a Travis Scott guy, but I I got it once again. Give it up to to Fortnite for being different. Let's let's try every single thing. Let's be as mainstream as possible and keep going with these events. And if one event's not for you, guess what? The next one's gonna be. I, I saw that there was like X Men going on a couple weeks ago, and it's like cool. Was there? I saw but, the Deadpool thing. Yeah, I think it was Deadpool and X Men. Oh, I could be could be wrong about that, but um, I, I just love that they're they're constantly doing stuff that's gonna get people. And Greg always talks about you know whenever they do the DC shit, he's like, right, I guess I'm back for the bit even if he's just buying the stuff but guess what that's all they want him to do um but having the the trailers for movies and stuff debut in the game like all that it's like cool man let's let's use this this platform as a platform to do something different that gaming hasn't seen before see when i think of fortnite i i think of family friendly uh and i think of i think of the kids travis scott i feel like is an interesting pull because travis scott i don't like travis travis scott is a dope-ass rapper Right. I don't know. I don't I mean, I don't know kids, period, but I wouldn't imagine that the kids that are playing Fortnite. I know I know adults play Fortnite also, but kids make up a huge part of that that player base. I can't imagine the kids playing Fortnite are like big Travis Scott fans. Like I mean, are, you, is there ten year are there ten year olds out out there bumping sickle mode at max volume? Like I, I can't can't imagine it. I'm sure there are. Like that's the thing, is like ten years old. Like think about what you were listening to at ten. Like I feel like ten was the moment where I like transitioned from uh in sync to like gorillas you know what i mean like it's like it went from like oh here's what's being given to me to oh here's what i'm listening to <laughs> i mean that's yeah that's, that's or like eminem which is probably yeah. a better example for a young kid listening to shit that he shouldn't be listening to for sure yeah travis i don't know Tra- there's something about travis scott that i feel like he occupies like a certain space that is like because travis scott came out like what 20 like 10 ish 2011 ish 2012 ish um and that's when he first started getting like getting hot um and so like having having him be an artist for for that long and having him kind of like i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say like he's past his prime or anything like that but travis scott is related to the kardashians right fair yeah that like you transcend to this thing where it's like you could have never heard a travis scott song in your life but you're like oh you know who travis scott is famous <laughs> you know and it's like that's kind of all that matters yeah yeah I, I this is an interesting event i'm gonna jump in because i like i like some travis scott songs um and i like i just like the idea of travis scott doing a concert in fortnite and i want to see what that looks like um ricky mcfly writes in and says happy 420 y'all i hope everyone is safe and happy Travis Scott is making headlines this morning for being the second artist to host a big concert event in Fortnite. Will other games ever start to host pop culture events of this scale? Or is this sort of thing only possible in Fortnite because of its accessibility and popularity? Oh, it's interesting. I think, I mean, I think accessibility and popularity is a, is a big part of it. Like definitely anybody being able to jump into Fortnite, whether no matter what device you're on, right. You're able to get into Fortnite on mobile consoles pc like if you're a kid you have a way to play fortnite or if you're a person in general you have a way to play fortnite (laughs) um and so i think accessibility has a a large part to do with it because that excitement like the excitement that is built by saying travis scott is in our game you people can act on that pretty easily people are people can show up pretty easily yeah there's there's that there's there's also the popularity element like it's free to play and it's on everything so it's kind of like an easier sell like because here's the thing when it comes to to anything and 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 product 
the it's the click through rate. It's the call to action of how many steps are there between what I'm telling you to do and what you need to do to actually accomplish that thing. How many clicks do you need to get through to actually purchase the thing? You know, the less mm-hmm. clicks, the more likely you're going to end up actually having the thing and not bouncing out and being like, fuck this, right? You being yeah. interested in seeing a, a Travis Scott concert, how many steps, how many firmware updates, how many things can get in the way before you're like, eh, fuck it, this isn't worth it. And I feel like Fortnite eliminates a lot of those elements more so than other things that you need to purchase just to start, right? Like there's, there is that element. So I don't know if there's just other games that have that magic sauce of being a platform where it would make sense in the game world itself to start with being accessible to people easily and being something that is not so weird that people are going to be turned off and not want to be a part of it in the first place. Yeah. Like Fortnite very much is a perfect storm because of all, because of all those elements, because the social element too. like Fortnite is a game that people jump into just to hang out with their friends. Mm -hmm. Um, That's like a big part of it. But then also when you think of Fortnite, Fortnite in terms of Fortnite's, presentation and personality like fortnite is very much like a canvas like there's not really a main character of fortnite there's not really like there's there's not really a story even though there there kind of is a story but like yeah overall fortnite kind of comes off as a blank slate you know like let's talk about fortnite when it first not when when the when uh um, battle royale Royale first really released right like there wasn't really much there in terms of like stories or characters or like like much that they were really trying to present to you aside from, hey, you know, jump in and play Fort, uh, Fortnite Battle Royale mode. And ever since then, they've been layering things on top of it and adding like unique skins, adding uh, unique updates, adding events. But when you look at like you you look at Thanos in Fortnite and you're like, that doesn't seem off. Right. Because Fortnite is kind of that game that you can just put things in. Like if you put Thanos in Destiny, that feels weird. Or yeah, you put like totally. if you put Marvel in Division Two, like that feels weird. But mm-hmm. Fortnite very much just has an aesthetic and a style that it's, it's like Smash Brothers. To. Yeah, it's like Smash yeah, Brothers where, where you can throw like a new character point. in Smash Brothers and and have have that thing adapt. Mm-hmm. Fortnite kind of has that same aesthetic and style going for it. Um, and like it, I honestly I couldn't really even think of another game that, and I'm sure there is, but I can't think of another game off the top right now where like. I can see all the same things that Fortnite is doing in terms of events, in terms of this Travis Scott thing, but also like the Thanos thing, but then also the Marshmallow concert. Um, yeah. I forget if Logic this, did a concert, but this is not an example of exactly what we're talking about. But I feel like Fortnite has done a good adapting you for, cut honor, out for, a second. for Honor, oh, for Honor, the Ubisoft yeah. game. They've done a good job of adapting other styles and games into theirs. It's a little bit different, but I just want to give it a shout out for they they do some dope stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of other servicey ty- types of games. Like I guess PUBG had like a um, had a Birds of Prey event that they did, right? Like I, I that, that's another game that feels like it could be pre- that PUBG is blank slate ish, even though like it has a specific like military realistic style yeah, to it. Yeah, I don't that know. Be about harder that. to, to fit in <laughs> with. Like I couldn't see Thanos in PUBG. No. Um, even though that would be like a fun bit to see. But I would I would like to see other games attempt this. I would like to see other games do do similar events, but I don't think other games would have as easy of a time making it work as Fortnite does. Mm-hmm. This is malleable. Number four, we know where Jason Schreier is going. This comes from Jason's Twitter. Um, I don't know what, what his exact Twitter is. At Jason Schreier, I'm guessing. I'm going to look yeah. this up to make sure. Is it at Jason Schreier? Yeah. 
Yep, at Jason Schreier. Uh, he tweets, stoked to announce that in mid-May, I'll be joining the talented, formidable t- uh, tech team at Bloomberg News, where I'll be reporting on the weird, wild world of video games, uh, business, culture, labor, delays, and lots more. This, of course, comes off of last week's news that Jason Schreier left Kotaku um, because of the whole uh, Go Media business. But uh, congratulations to, to Jason. I think this makes sense. Um, totally. You know, Bloomberg has been coming up a lot lately because they've been reporting a lot on the on reports about PS5 and uh, its production. We'll talk more about that on uh, PSLVXOXO today. But yeah, I think I think it's a great great get for Bloomberg. Gamesindustry.biz Matthew Handrahan uh, writes this. Speaking to Gamesindustry.biz, Schreier said that he'll be joining the technology reporting team at Bloomberg. He will have some flexibility in defining his role, he said, but the game industry will continue to be his focus. That includes the investigative stories on workplace practices and labor issues that made Schreier one of the most visible and influential figures in the game's press. Schreier will also be starting a podcast with former Kotaku colleagues Kirk Hamilton and Maddie Myers under the Maximum Fun Media Network. In an interview published today, we spoke to Schreier about his decision to leave Go Media, Kotaku's parent company, which was established when the private equity firm Great Hill Partners acquired the Gizmodo Media Team or Media Group in 2019. That was just one of a series of, of upheavals since Kotaku was part of Gawker Media, which collapsed in 2016. According to Schreier, the, uh, there is a widespread lack of faith in Go Media's ma- management, which culminated in a mass walkout of staff at Kotaku's sister site Deadspin late last year. Quote, it's been really tough working for a company that is run by management in whom trust has been completely eroded, he said. Uh, our, quote, our union announced a few months ago that we had taken a vote of no confidence in the CEO. 97% of the union voted to have him removed. That is not the type of thing you often see. And I think that says, that says it all about how our company has been managed over the past year since Great Hill bought us, end quote. Tim, right after how this, do you react to all this? Right after this, Greg Miller is going to be doing a We Have Cool Friends episode, a one-on-one interview with Jason Shire, and I'm sure yeah. we're going to get into all the nitty-gritty about all of this. I think uh, it, it's about time that he gets out of Kotaku, all the stuff that he said. Not a surprise to anybody uh, that that is aware of him in any, any way at all. Um, he does great work. He's going to continue to do great work. I think that Bloomberg's a great place for him to do that work, and I'm very excited to see how it all goes. In the our last story, story number five, there's seemingly new concept art for the PS4 exclusive Wild. Tim, do you remember Wild? I do. Yeah. It's a game that was premiered in 2014. I'll get into this article from Heather Wald at GamesRadar, who writes, Concept art for the mysterious PS4 exclusive huh. game Wild has seemingly appeared on its official website. While these might not necessarily be entirely new images of the open world adventure, its appearance on Reddit is a good reminder that the game is still a thing and at the very least suggests the game is still happening after years of very little news. It's been... V- it's been very quiet on the wild front since Wild Sheep Studio debuted a trailer at Gamescom back in 2014. A year later, we got a gameplay demo demo 2015, but it's been relatively elusive since then. From checking the website in the Wayback Machine archive, it does seem as though it was recently updated, but these concept art images may have been on the website for quite some time. Regardless, they show off some impressive uh, vistas, animals, and... Sh- shamanic-like fig- figures. You can check them out all out here. From uh, from Rayman creator and Beyond Good and Evil designer Michael Ansel, uh, Wild is set in a, quote, lush, expansive world where you, you'll learn to adapt to the ever-changing world around you, whilst uncovering the secrets of the land, end quote. 
the website has also uh, featured some some job listings, which again reiterates the game is still being worked on. Interestingly, it's also still got a listing on PlayStation's official site site too. Uh, while we're not still while we're still while we're still not likely to learn about the game for some time with the PS5 on the horizon, maybe we'll find a home on the next gen console. These these images look great. I feel like yeah. some of them look very familiar. Um, I'm pulling them up now. The character models look dope. Like their their little ghillie suits they're wearing with the, like skull masks, super cool. Then face like the guy next to a giant bear, like a bear yeah. that looks like it's like ten times bigger than it should be. Like very cool stuff. I don't buy it. I feel like this game is eighty percent not happening. Really. And, uh, yeah, I think that there's a, a 20% chance that we'll end up seeing it on next-gen consoles. I don't think mm-hmm. we'll see it on this-gen console at all. Um, yeah, that's yeah. that's my thing, too, is I think if it happens, it'll have to have some sort of re-reveal and, and announcement for next-gen. Like, I think, I mean, f- after five years of not mm-hmm. hearing anything, you have to imagine that they they must have scrapped the whole thing and restarted again, or they scrapped it and are still in the stages of trying to figure out what it is. Like the fact yeah. that it's on the, it's on PlayStation's website still tells me that it's a thing that, that, that is probably still happening. The, the idea that they, that they've updated the website tells me it's, it's, it's a thing that they're thinking about or that that is probably going to happen in some way, but I don't, it's, I think it's going to be an entirely different game than we saw in 2014 when they originally revealed it. I guess my thing is everything that we just heard here feels like non-news like the website yeah. updates and this and the, it's like the, the chances of that being because that the the this game is real and being worked on is equal to oh we were just updating a bunch of different website things and it looked like it got updated in this way or that way right mm-hmm. so it's just like i'm not saying this isn't real i just think that it this isn't enough evidence for me to believe that this game still exists and that it's happening. I'm with you, but it looks cool though. I'd be I'd be stoked to see a re reveal of it. I'd be interested to see a, a re reveal of it. Like I watched the trailer this morning just to get a reminder of what it looked like, and it was one of those things where I was like, "Yeah, I remember watching this trailer." But I feel like ever since they announced this game, there have been ten games that look exactly like it that mm. have also been like you know the conversation we keep hap- uh, having about like xbox exclusive games recently and how they kind of look breath of the wildish and like yeah. they have that kind of cartoon like 3d cartoon style breath that of the mild is what i've been calling it breath, breath of the of mild, the mild yeah style. i feel like wild has some breath of the mild energy even though mm-hmm. it was like even though it was announced before breath of the wild was released mm-hmm. um but then you also look at game like similar survival like survival out in the wild type of type games like uh ancestors and in mm-hmm. other similar games and i I find it hard to be excited about what Wild could be, but I think a retool or just like a, a you know, a, a scrapping, a scrapping of the idea and redoing it from the ground up and re-reveal of it for PS5 could do wonders. But yeah, like, who knows if that's going to happen? Yeah, we'll have to see, and we'll see, Tim. But that'll be so far away. Mm-hmm. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games show host each and every weekday. Before I get to out today, I want to tell you guys about our sponsors. Of course, you can write, you can uh, get the show ad-free by going to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, and speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you 
by Brooklinen. Bringing comfort into your home is the ultimate form of self-care, and now more than ever, it's important to take care of yourself and each other. You spend one-third of your life in your sheets. Don't you want them to be insanely comfortable? So put comfort first, like with the new bedding, loungewear, towels, and more. Home of the Internet's favorite sheets, Brooklinen. Brooklinen's got over 50,000 plus five-star reviews and counting. And starting April 25th, Brooklinen's having their biggest sale yet, the birthday sale. Get everything from bedding to towels to loungewear and more at savings you wouldn't believe. Brooklinen products help you find comfort in the little things, morning routines, extra soft sheets, plush towels, etc. Folks here are kind of funny use Brooklinen and can confirm they're insanely comfortable. Isn't that right, I Tim? I do. I use it every day, man. It's fantastic. I love it. It's so soft. I recently got a new set that we, we've been changing out. So now we have different options depending on our vibe for what colorways we want. They oh, make it fun and, and, and easy to go and find a bunch of different styles with the colors that you want to match your, your room, to match your vibes, man. If you want to go all green, you can. You can. Uh, you like softness, comfort, essentials to help you relax? Brooklinen has it all. Brooklinen.com is the perfect place to find all the comforts for your home. And they're so com- they're so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, loungewear, and towels come with a li- lifetime warranty. The birthday sale kicks off April 25th, and you don't want to miss it. Get their biggest savings of the year on sheets, bedding, towels, loungewear, and their newest hammam and linen collections. And if you can't wait, you can get 10% off your first order and free shipping on on the all-new sheet. Oh, there's a pun. Get free shipping on all all the new sheet right now when you use promo code GAMES only at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. That pun caught me way off guard. I was like, I don't know what they're trying to tell me right here, but we figured it out. We're also brought to you by ExpressVPN. We all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, but here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are available in other countries. Now that so many of us are stuck at home, it's only a matter of time until you run out of stuff to watch on Netflix. What if you could, you could spend this whole week binging Doctor Who on UK Netflix. Well, it's so simple to do. Just fire up ExpressVPN app, change your location to the UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from almost 100 different countries, so just think about the Netflix libraries you can have access to. Love anime? You can uh, use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix and be spirited away. But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service. That's Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason we suggest ExpressVPN to watch shows is it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD, no problem. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, phones, media, consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you can watch what you want on, on a personal device or on the big screen, wherever you are. If you visit the special link right now at expressvpn.com slash games, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself with ExpressVPN at expressvpn.com slash games. Out today, OMG Police Car Chase TV Simulator is out for Switch. <laughs> Legends of Amberland, The Forgotten Crown for Switch. Shadows for Switch. Car Trader Simulator for Switch. And I love that that rhymed. Warp Factor for PC and Mac. Birds Are Real for PC and Mac. Kingdom vs. Zombies for PC and Mac. Square Fast for PC and Mac. O Frog for PC. Cryptofall Investor Simulator for PC and Mac. And Glarefall for PC. Hold we have a deal of the day for you. 
We got Birds Are Real and Oh yep. Frog. Look at those in your own time. So it's a big release day. This is com- this is comparable to the day that Assassin's Creed Odyssey and uh, Mario Odyssey. <laughs> oh no, Assassin's Creed Origins, Mario Odyssey released on the same day. You know, and to the new, new Colossus. It's that kind of release day. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the day. Ignacio Real House writes in with a deal of the day for you. Uh, Kingdom Hearts All in One Package is down from ninety nine ninety nine to twenty nine ninety nine dollars. That's over two hundred hours of great content. So check that out. Two hundred hours of content for sure. Of content, yeah, for sure. Great might be debatable. For that is a great deal, though. Real talk. That's oh yeah, insane. Uh, Tim, now it's time for reader mail. People can of course write into patreoncom games to get their questions read on the show, just like the 2038 Pokemon CEO who writes in and says, "Hey, blessing and Tim, I hope quarantine is treating you well." It's treating me. With the incoming release of the next generation consoles, when do you think the PS4 and Xbox One will receive a permanent price cut? I would love to pick up a PS4 leaning pro with all my extra free time, but don't want to pay full price so close to the next consoles. I'm considering buying used, but heard Tim talk about the, the, the fan of his PS4 pro console. Is this because it's been used more or are even new pros this loud? Any advice? Look, I know I'm going to open myself up to a lot of people being like, not me. In my experience, I've been around at least 50 PS4s, whether they're normal or pro, and all of them have been loud. All of them. No exceptions. Not a single exception. Um, I, I don't know about permanent price cuts. I feel like what we just talked about earlier in the episode with the Xbox One X stuff, like we're going to start seeing a lot of deals coming forth. Um, yeah. that, that console, the cyberpunk console, like it seems like they're trying to get rid of the, the Xbox one X inventory, but then bundling with cyberpunk means it's not going to be that much cheaper. So I don't know if we're going to see a price cut with that. Cause at the very least it would just be the same price, but you're also getting the game, um, with the PlayStation side. I don't know. Everything's so up in the air that we just don't know where they're, they're going to be at. I, if you're not planning on buying a PS five at all, Get a PS4 now. There's a ton of games for you to play, like especially during these times. Like today is the two-year anniversary of God of War. If you don't have a PlayStation, you should play that game. You oh God, play that was two years ago. Jesus, two years ago today. Yeah, it feels like yesterday. Um, you should play Spider-Man. You should play Horizon. You should play all these games. So, um, I, I do think it, it'd be worth it. PlayStation Four is not that expensive. Having said that, if I were you, I would probably wait for the PS5. Yeah, uh, the PS5 is going to be a good investment because it's going to be backwards compatible. And so you'll be able to play like God of War and Spider-Man and all the all the big PlayStation games on there. Um, I'd also say if you're going to buy a new console, don't go the used route. Uh, I've I bought like refurbished consoles in the past and they've always crapped out on me. Like my PS3 uh, that I bought got the yellow light of death because I bought it refurbished. And so like it only lasted maybe like two years until... You know, it 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 killed its it 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 died. <laughs> I was gonna say kill itself, but I was like, that seems that yeah. seems like a, uh, a lot. But yeah, like get a new console if you're gonna buy a console. Black Friday is always kind of my go-to. You know, if you're ever gonna buy like a big new piece of technology, but at this point, Black Friday is still so far away. And so if you're if, if you're I wanted to for know, now, I was coming to mom and grab shops. <laughs> if I want to know what deal I can get today, um, but no, like go 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 for it, like it or. Or just see how see how you're feeling. Like if you, if you really want to play PlayStation games right now, and you don't you you don't have the have the fervor to buy in the the PS5 when it comes out this fall, then do your thing. Definitely do your thing. 
Um, but that fan is gonna go no matter what you what you get. That fan is gonna be loud. Just prepare for it. Tim. Yeah. Usually this is where we, we squat up. Mm-hmm. But nobody wrote in with squat up, of course. If you want to squat up, you can write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games uh, where, you can get the, where you can get your squat up red. That's where you get to um, uh, play games with other members of the kind of funny community. Have a good time. Get some Division 2 in. Get some Borderlands in. Do all that good mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but since we don't have a squad up today, let's go directly to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong where people write in to let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. And let's see here. Uh... Yosemite said, Josh and Justin of Constantly Calibrating have rebranded the platform and are relaunching under the name Bear Punch Media. So there you go. There you go. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Neil Bodges writes in and says, Amazon's MMO New World and Final Fantasy XIV's patch 5.3 were both delayed due to COVID-19, uh, which is what I was referencing earlier. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Somebody's saying something about X Force. Oh, the Fortnite thing was X Force, which is Deadpool, Cable, Dom- Domino, and Psylocke. Cool. Uh... Oh, uh, Prof D two seventy seven says says blessing said PUBG had a Birds of Prey event. It was in fact Fortnite that had the Birds of Prey event. PUBG did a Suicide Squad crossover mm. crossover makes event. Makes sense. Damn, that was a long ass time ago. That makes sense for PUBG. And that's about it for your wrong. This week's hosts are as follows. Tuesday, it's me and Emron. Wednesday, it's Greg and Gary. Thursday, it's Greg and me. And then Friday, it's me and Greg. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. We might. What are we talking about? We might be we might be doing a top ten of the superhero games of the okay. last forever. Yeah, okay. we might be doing. Okay. Uh, let, let me just advertise this, right? Sometimes, like usually for for uh, the kind of funny games daily post show, we we pull a question and we answer that question. Sometimes, every now and then, what I like to do is I like to look up an article of a top ten or top twenty or top thirty and just go go through it with Tim. He's a fun time. It. It's my and favorite so thing to do. To that, it's my it, dude. I've been enjoying it too, which is why I keep doing it. Uh, if you want to access that, superhero. stick around for the post show. Otherwise, until next time, game daily. Blaze up, baby.